Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. We are still riding these airwaves and we're so happy that you are with us. We're also still riding the heat waves because wherever you are, I am sure that it is hot because I certainly know that it is hot in the ATL. And I know that we believe in a fresh start summer, but I must say with the way that the temperature dial is, we must believe that it's also a hot girl summer because it is H-O-T-T hot in the ATL. Earlier this week, we did the Peachtree and I'm telling you, you could cut the humidity with a knife. I felt like the air was literally sticking to my body. So I'm telling you, cold water, cold ice cream, cold showers, I really don't know what is a cure for this heat. All I know is if you have shelter, electricity, and the blessings of air conditioning, you better get on your knees and thank God Almighty right now. We give God praise for those things that we often take for granted. I have a lot of family in Chicago. And when I was younger, we alternated the family reunions between Chicago and Atlanta. Well, one year when the reunion was held in Chicago, the city was experiencing a heat wave and temperatures were near 100 degrees, which was uncanny for the Midwest. Most people did not have air conditioning because they weren't used to it being so hot. Well, my friends were hearing about the heat wave on the news and they were worried that something had happened to me and my family. When we returned to Atlanta in one piece, but tan and hot nonetheless, they were relieved. I called them the other day and told them, where is that same energy? Are you all not worried about me now? They said that everybody is suffering. It is survival of the fittest. So wherever you are, if you're not experiencing this summertime then, uh, blessing, then consider yourself fortunate. So here's my confession. I am so off my exercise game. When I did the Peachtree the other day, that was probably my first time on the trail in like two and a half months. I really can't believe I have allowed myself to go this long without the consistency of exercise. My body can definitely tell, but so can my mind. And I'm so upset with myself. I mean, I'm not losing any sleep about it. Well, maybe I am, but between the heat, my summer classes, and my love for chocolate ice cream, I just can't seem to get back in my groove. So pray for me. I need to get myself together. What's my current conviction? I'm just a little uncomfortable. I don't mean this in the normal sense of the word, but I mean God is not letting me be comfortable where I am, which means he either has me on assignment or he's getting ready to shift some things in my life. Now I know it's up to me 
to figure out where the discomfort is leading, but sometimes uncertainty breeds fear. Not knowing what's next can be a great thing, but it's also daunting. So yes, I'm a little uncomfortable right now. So what conversations are you having around your dinner table? We have been discussing the January 6th hearings. Too bad there isn't another name for it. And too bad we even have to discuss it at all. But this is life and this is where we are. We would rather not even expend our energy on what happened or what should not have happened, but we can't help but give attention to the sheer disregard that took place on that day. The fact that it was even allowed to take place and the only thing that we're even doing is actually discussing it proves the state of our nation. But let us know what you're discussing and we will add it to our conversation list. So many of you know, I spend a great deal of my time at Georgia State University as a professor and as a student. I love the classroom because I believe that there are vast benefits to not just teaching, but also learning. I consider it a great honor to take part in both experiences. It has also been my privilege to be a student with you at Fresh U. This summer has the potential to be life-changing for us, but only if we are intentional about how we approach each and every day. We must truly embrace the power of the fresh start. And then we must truly embrace that there is a fresh you inside each of us. Once we do that, then there are no boundaries as to what can happen in our lives. As much as I enjoy teaching and learning, there are other facets of my life that I enjoy just as much, if not more. And it is in those areas where I find the deeper recesses of my true purpose. While we took a deep dive into purpose a few weeks ago, I wonder if you truly understand how important it is to truly acknowledge your calling in life and to walk fully into what you have been destined to do. I can't imagine my life without teaching in some form, but I can't truly imagine my life without serving. As a servant of God, I have been blessed to follow one of God's great commands when he said in his word, feed his sheep. I am of the belief that if you provide the sustenance, the sheep will indeed come. While I know that my life can't exist without service, I wonder if you believe that your life is also inherently tied to service in some way. We are all called to serve. As members of humankind, we have an invisible bond to one another and an inherent need to fulfill the needs of others. When we abandon that need, we are actually working harder than if we would simply answer the call upon our lives. Service in our lives looks differently according to how we were raised, what we believe, and the structure of our everyday lives. But if we are truly going to challenge various aspects of who we are, then we begin at the core 
of who we are. We explored peeling back the layers a few weeks ago. Well, once you peel back the layers, what will you find? At the base of who you are, who are you? Are you a shallow human being that only cares about yourself and your well-being? Are you someone who recognizes the needs of others but never takes the time to actually attend to those needs? Or are you someone who believes the words of Marion Wright Edelman that service is the rent we pay for being? It is the very purpose of life and not something you do in your spare time. If at the end of your day, at the end of our days, we have not sacrificed a great deal of our lives to serve others, then what meaning does our life really have? In order to sincerely believe in serving others, you must first believe in your service to God. Through discovering our purpose, fulfilling our purpose, and constantly seeking to glorify God through our purpose, we begin to serve God. But we shouldn't stop there. If we love God, then our hearts become aligned with his will. And in service to him, we desire what he desires for us. Our service to God includes a deep and abiding nature to love others and to serve God by being available in service to him. How many times do you do things that are convenient for you? Think about the pandemic and your life post pandemic, if we are even allowed to use that term. So many people have become accustomed to streaming church, writing a check or other conveniences that they have lost the art of social interaction or person to person interaction. They are only concerned with what works for them. They have no care for being available to the work that is necessary to sustain or build the kingdom. While we are grateful for modern technology and grateful for the funding of various projects, do we want to treat God as a modern convenience? As the latest invention that is working for our greatest benefit, is that the attitude that we should have toward the Almighty? No, it isn't. If we are truly going to lead a life of service, then our service should begin with the one who gave his all for us. We should be ready, willing, and available to serve God. My service may not look like your service, but we should all take up our cross daily and follow Christ. That is where our service begins, at the point of surrender. Take a look at where your life is today. What has changed for you over the course of the past few years? Are you treating your relationship with God with value? Do you consider yourself serving God? Or are you simply going through monotonous routines to say you have a steady relationship with him. Serving God should never be a complacent experience. You should never be comfortable because if anyone knows the meaning of challenge and champion, it's certainly the Lord our God. When we truly commit 
to serving God, then he is always ready to take our lives to the next level. And we can always be confident we will have the victory at every level. As a child, my parents built a solid foundation in Charnel and I that would prove to be the building blocks of my life of service. We visited the sick in the hospital, took food to those grieving, cleaned houses for persons who were sick and shut in, along with a number of other activities. As a child, I didn't understand why we had to be the ones to do everything. But as I grew older, I understood that loving your neighbor meant doing things for others that you would hope someone would do for you if you were in that same situation. I learned early on the principles of sowing and reaping. We didn't do it to reap, but when we encountered difficulty later in life, God always provided. As a teenager, I joined ranks with several of my high school classmates every month as we would awaken at 4 a.m. on Sunday mornings to go downtown and feed over 500 members of the homeless community. This would last throughout my high school career and it would be a life-changing experience for me. It opened my eyes to how many people in the world needed someone to do something kind for them. Christ's words remind us that the world would know we are his disciples by how we love. Love is expressed best through service. In every phase of my life, serving others has held a prominent place. I am grateful to God for the many opportunities I've had and for the people I've encountered. While I wish I made a profound impact upon them, the truth is they left an indelible mark upon my life. Service is more than the action being performed. It is a reverberating heartbeat that reminds us why we must share what's important in life. There are so many benefits to serving others. Namely, we are doing God's work. If we love God, we will serve his people. There are no questions to be answered. We must simply serve. However, there are other benefits that are worth exploring. Serving others enhances your purpose. When we serve others, we further stamp the purpose we are meant to fulfill into our lives. When you understand why you are here, then you realize that you are also here to help someone else. Through whatever means best align with your purpose, you can serve. It's really that simple. Serving others brings you joy. When we serve others, we are brought joy that is not easily described or replaced. When we set out to serve, we do it to reward others, but so often we are the ones who are rewarded. Serving is a two-way street, and as you give, you also receive. It is a gift that never stops giving. Serving others leads to a stronger life and reduces stress. Studies have shown that serving others truly helps to alleviate stress and to increase your lifespan. By providing deeper meaning to your life, 
you are giving yourself a reason to live longer. You are also creating space for joy, which creates less room for stress or sadness. Serving others connects you to others. We are not meant to be alone in this world. Relationships are so important in our daily function as human beings, and serving helps us connect to others on a deeper level. When we serve, we reach others on a spirit level, a level deeper than the surface. The connection created through service is a lasting connection and helps you remember your place in a world often intended to make you forget. Serving others allows you to take part in what God is doing. God is always at work. We need only join him in that work. You never have to debate whether or not God wants you to serve. The scripture is clear. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's grace found in 1 Peter 4 and 10. Your direction comes when God wants you to serve and in what way. But does God want you to serve? Absolutely. If everyone served someone, so many of the problems of this world would be canceled out. But sadly, the capitalist society that has taken over our nation and so many other nations have prevented that from occurring. While we might can't change this in a day, we can change our actions in a day. Start serving God now. Start serving others today. Your life will immediately begin to take shape the moment that you start. It will be one of the best fresh starts of your life. So we've discussed serving God, the most prominent, serving others, the most natural, but what about serving yourself? Now don't get it twisted. I don't mean serving yourself in a selfish manner, such as only concerning yourself with your needs or your desires, because that will contradict everything that I've just said. However, when I say it's important to serve yourself, I mean, if we are to love our neighbors as ourselves, then we must first love ourselves and treat ourselves as we believe someone would ideally want to be treated. What good would it do to your neighbor if you treat yourself horribly or constantly berate yourself? Is that how you're going to treat your neighbor? Or are you going to treat your neighbor better than you're treating yourself? If you do that, then eventually you're going to be drained and you'll be completely unfulfilled no matter how many volunteer hours you log. There's a reason why we discuss self-love, self-worth, and purpose before we began the 101 classes. If you remember, we said those three components were prerequisites. You can't possibly be the servant God needs you to be if you're lacking in love, worth, and purpose. Your desire can be great, but you need to match desire with action. When you serve yourself, you ensure that you aren't walking around lacking in any of those areas because you've trusted God to ensure that you're walking in the truth 
he has designed for you. As you serve, the love you put out comes back to you. As you love, the worth you give is returned to you. As you serve, the purpose you fulfill is reignited. But if none of those things are present before you serve, they cannot be renewed while you serve. The best way you can serve yourself is to know the truth about what God says about you and to live in that truth. It is at that moment that you are equipped to serve God by being available to him and to serve others by loving them and helping the world see there is so much more to life than what is on the surface. Last week, we encourage you to write the story of your life. If you want to give depth to your story, serve. If you want your story to have a lasting impact long after you're gone, serve. If you want the pages to write themselves, serve. There is no greater call to duty than the call to serve. Mahatma Gandhi said it best, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. I encourage you, no, I urge you to start your life of service today. We have a number of programs at ASD Ministries that we would love for you to become a partner with us. If you want to begin your life of service with us, please contact us today or visit our website at www.asdministries.org. It's a fresh start summer and I see nothing but good things on the horizon. It might be hot, but there's a remedy for everything. Have an ice cream cone on me this weekend and make sure to catch us same day, same time next week. In the meantime, be encouraged by these words of this old familiar song. If you can help somebody as you travel along, if you can help somebody in a word or a song, if you can help somebody from doing wrong, then your living shall not be in vain. Before you go, I love to pray for you. God, thank you so much for the people in my army. Help us to be mighty servants in your work. I love to dedicate this episode to the loving memory of my great aunt, Sarah Annette Brown, who made her heavenly transition earlier this week. Say hello to the angels and especially my favorite one, my sister Charnel. I love you so much. God bless you. Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.ascministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember, any time is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.